Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekvam. I'm Matt Letizia. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia. with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of In That Number, episode 114. Kevin, what's the title? Judge Red. Judge Red. Love it. That was my idea. Yeah, it was. Jeez. I know. Um, actually, last week was my idea as well, wasn't it? Huh? Uh, yeah, okay. We're going to start taking credit for titles. Yeah, I think you're winning on that one, but yeah. Um, anyway, today we will be discussing the FA Cup quarterfinal clash at Bournemouth and then prepare you for our game against Burnley in a fortnight's time. Bringing the excitement this week, I have the one and only Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. Kevin, we're going to Wembley! Yeah, no bastard's going to be there to see it. No, but, well, we're not going to be there, but we'll, we'll be there in spirit, won't we? And we're, we're going to Wembley! Just let that sink in for a bit. 
No, it's good. Semi final. Lovely. It's it's amazing, isn't it? Like Redmond helping provide more than one semi yesterday. <laughs> yes. Getting them in earlier week this time. How how's your week been? Yeah, I'm I was to be honest, I'm struggling to um think of what I've been doing this week, but um has been quite active, shall I say? Um St Patrick's Day in the midweek. Mm. For Pike McGuinness. Um yeah, happy St Patrick's Day to all the Irish listeners and listeners of Irish extraction. Yeah, celebrated it again on Friday, but properly. <laughs> um and then yesterday, yeah, went out to watch the football. Went down the pub and watched it, yes. Um All right. Lots Thank of jealous know. people there. Yeah, it's amazing really that we're allowed to do that. But yeah, uh we are. So yeah, met up with some of the other uh Southampton fans here in Moscow through the Moscow Saints Supporters Club. And yeah, well that was fun. And then um went to the theatre for a bit of culture. More culture, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Actually, there were, probably was more f- culture in the football match, too. Um, yeah, it's a good weekend, or not? Excellent, excellent. Um, shall we catch up with some news? Sure. This is ITN In That Number News. We'll start. FA Cup semi-final draw will be at half-time between Leicester and Man United. That kicks off at 5pm on the BBC. It's 8 o'clock your time, Kev. So about quarter to nine for you. Yeah, should we try and predict the future, right? Okay, we will. Um, Well, Saints will be ball two, if that even matters. So, we've been drawn against Leicester. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, the number of times that that 9-0 is going to be mentioned is going to be unbearable, but I think, you know... If it's the choices between them and Chelsea, Man City, you know, so, yeah, I think it's not a bad draw at all. Well, <laughs> I think that shows our crystal ball skills, doesn't it? <laughs> I think it does, yeah. Good work. Um, Chay Adams, Kev, has committed his international allegiances to Scotland. Scotland! He, he declined it before, but, um, you know, with the help of his mate Stewie, he's pledged his future and has been called up by Steve Clark for Scotland's World Cup qualies against Austria, Israel and the Faroe Islands. said, aye. Yeah, I, I hope he does well. I really do, because, you know, he gets on the plane for the Euro. Well, I say get on the plane, it'll be at home anyway. But, you know, and then um, they've been drawn in Group D against England, Croatia and Czech Republic, haven't they? So it's um should be interesting. Definitely, definitely. I'll start to start following Scotland now, because if I'm being honest, uh, not been watching much Scotland, but after yesterday's match... Uh, I think that they could be a force to be reckoned with. Um, and we've been fined 20 grand by the FA for failing to control players during our win oh, at Sheffield United. Oh, I thought you meant this podcast. It's been <laughs> fined 20. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised time. either. Um, the Blades have also been fined 20 grand as well. So Yeah, I don't understand. I saw, I saw something about that on Twitter. Like, what the fuck is this all about, not controlling your players? They just had a bit of a Barney just, just before the fi- uh, final whistle, didn't they? And it was... I mean, it happens more often than you think. But then again, I don't pay attention to other clubs getting fines, just ours. So. I don't remember there being punches thrown. No, well, it was just a little bit. It might have been, you know, more than what was said. And there was there was a lot of um, pushing and shoving and stuff, which happens every game anyway. But I don't know. It's um, a bit soft. I think they were maybe just trying to enforce the social distancing rules a bit aggressively by <laughs> pushing each other away by two metres. Possibly. But, I mean, if it's consistent, if they're consistent with this with everyone and they're, they're making it so, then fair enough, you just have to take it. But it's Fuck all, really, isn't it? It's yeah. Like two minutes wages for the team. Yeah. 
Burnley and West Brom games, Kev, have been moved for TV purposes. Uh, Burnley will now be shown on Sunday the 4th of April at midday after you know being shifted from the Saturday. Uh, and we have the following weekend off and we travel to the Hawthorns on the Monday, Monday the 12th of April. That's a 6pm kickoff and both games will be shown on Sky. And we were due to play Palace, uh, Crystal Palace after that on the 17th of April. But we'll now be playing in that FA Cup semi-final instead. And it's, it's, it's nice that the fixtures are starting to slow down a bit now. So we've just got two Premier League games in April, Kev. Starting with that next one, Sunday the 4th, Burnley, 12pm. And then Monday the 12th, West Brom away, 6pm. And then we've got that FA, FA Cup semi-final on the Saturday. Right. OK. Saints B, Kev, are playing Liverpool today at 2 o'clock. So that will be in about 40 minutes' time. Um. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, good luck. Good luck indeed. Um, Nigel Adkins, gone to Charlton. Yes. Please for him. He's just a nice bloke. Definitely. Uh, yeah, one, one of actually one of my favourite teams is Charlton when they're in the Premier League. And um, yeah, possibly my favourite manager. Haas asks, Kev. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, Alex asked the question regarding the B team after the heavy defeats to City and Blackburn in recent weeks and facing relegation. Do we consider them failures? Is there a future for these kids? Ralph has said before that not every prospect is going to go on to be Premier League players. Just who was that aimed at? Um, who, who do you want to see more of? Who's not good enough? Does Ralph have faith in Jankovic, really? Anything you want to discuss regarding the B team, um, we, we wanted to hear from you. Um, we've had a couple of comments, not as busy as the last few. Um, I hope I get his name right. I'm sorry if I, if I don't. Sam Marquand on Instagram, thinks uh, Watts needs to be starting in the Premier League. Uh, what do you think about that, Kev? Do you think it's a, a start for him yet? I would like to see more of him, but he's got a lot of competition. Um, there are obviously a lot of players that are better than him. Sure. But I think, you know, if we're a few goals up against weaker opposition, maybe stick him on a little bit earlier than the 87th minute or whatever he usually gets his cameo. Would have been ideal yesterday. Just saying, just saying. Um, yep. Reggie Rodway, right, on Instagram, he put up an interesting point that I want to I want to put towards you. He said, just want to point, uh, put the point across that we were in administration 12 years ago. So that must have had a large effect on the youth intake for a number of years later. He says, maybe I'm wrong. And by now we should have top quality coming through the academy. So that really got me thinking. I'm thinking like how long. I mean, obviously, you go into administration, the, the youth system won't be funded as much, right? Yeah. So how many years later are we going to be feeling the effects from that? Because I've been doing some digging based on the, on his answer. So we entered that 2009-10 season with that 10-point deduction in, in League One. Since then, Kev, we've seen the likes of Jack Stevens, Harley Dean, Luke Shaw, Callum Chambers, Harrison Reed, Sam McQueen, Matt Target, Sam Gallagher, although he was at Plymouth's youth system in 2012, uh, Jake Hesketh, Josh Sims, Harry Lewis, have to take some credit in developing Valerie, but, you know, he arrived from Wren in 2015. So, um, And then there's the likes of the guys that are still knocking around, like Slattery, Ramsey, Tyreek Johnson's recently moved on, Marcus Barnes and Alfie Jones too. None of those academy prospects have made anything of themselves, really. Aside from Luke Shaw, and you could argue Callum Chambers, but they were already in the academy before that administration. And they, you know, they've not made that kind of money from any of the academy since... Nowadays, we seem to be buying youth players in to slot into the prospect pool, like, I don't know, Jankovic, Oberfemi, Valerie. The investment has been there, but it hasn't been working. That's a very interesting point. 
Well, those are, those are the youth players that we've had come through, like specifically since that administration. And is there any of them that have made it of themselves? When you look at it before the administration, Kev, you look at the players that we had come through. You had the likes of Gareth Bale come through. You had the likes of Adam Lallana come through. Walcott. Walcott. Oxlade-Chamberlain. You've had all those come through. Ward-Prowse. Okay, I, I, I forget Ward-Prowse because he's still there. Okay, he's made the success. But I mean, maybe, were you counting him as before or after the... Yeah, he's possibly before, isn't he? But then you could say that about yeah. Luke Shaw and Callum Chambers. Callum Chambers hasn't really made a success for himself. He just went for big money. They took a punt on him and I don't think it worked. But is there anybody else that you can think of, Kev, that has made something of themselves from our, from our academy since then? I mean, you put a lot of names out there, didn't you? Um, do, yeah, do, it's tough. Do, does he have a point? Like, is our funding, quite, is, is quite, it all down to that? Quite possibly. I mean, it's not, it's not something I've ever thought about, to be honest. That's a very good point you just brought up. Yeah, that's why it got me, it got me thinking of it. There's another comment as well uh, from Tony on Instagram. I guess this question comes at the right time. We are in the worst run of results for a long time. When I look at our bench and our B team for potential remedies, and I don't see anyone who inspires me to be positive, that doesn't mean the players haven't got the potential. It's more a a reflection, in my opinion, that Ralph doesn't seem to have a lot of faith in them. We have a much lauded academy, but when you actually consider who has actually made the big time and sustains that, like Luke Shaw, he seems to be the only real success story, and that hasn't been without its challenges... The majority of um, emerging future stars seem to be given a handful of games and then farmed off for experience in the lower leagues. The latest examples bring Vokins, Valerie, Sims yet again. Do any of them ever come back better for the experience? I'd argue that they don't. Look at Gallagher. I think Teller is class, but he actually came from Arsenal. Personally, I'd like to see a clear progression from the academy through to the first team. It provides that firm foundation that allows us to look at the transfer policy and identifies talent and experience we need to balance with the younger players. Having said that, it needs a manager with the courage to risk his job on realising the potential coming through. And that isn't easy. That's an excellent comment from Tony, by the way. Yeah, these are, I mean, you said we haven't had many comments in, but uh, it's definitely quality, not quantity this time. All very good points. Um, yeah. Be interested to hear what he thinks of Bojack Horseman. Is he up to the job or not? And uh, Tony, Tony goes on actually and says, um, today's team, well, yesterday's team seems to um, support this theory. Redmond's straight back in. Why not give Lindelou a crack? You know, we must be, he must be questioning whether he's going to get a start or not. Perfect platform for him, wouldn't it be to like to, uh, start against the championship defence and not the same coming on for the, for 10 minutes. So, Ralph, I think it's more of a, not Bojack, it's more Ralph doesn't have faith in them. Possibly, but I mean, is, is the B team fucked? At the <laughs> moment. They're not doing particularly at, well at the moment. At the they? moment, they're a bloody wreck, aren't they? Yeah. And I mean, we, we did, well, we regularly joke about it, but, um, yeah, this is the preparation they're getting for the disappointment of the first team. But, I mean, something's got to change. I mean, we, we obviously have faith that Ralph can turn around our season even ever so slightly towards the end. Um, but yeah, that beating, they're, they're so much younger. And if they get relegated, then it's just going to be tough. I, I, I argue this, Kev, because if they do get relegated, what actually changes for them? Because their natural progression won't be going up to the Premier League to top division. It will be... Premier League. Whether they're in, in the first division or the second division, it makes no difference. If they're the right age and they're good enough in that division, they get called up to Ralph's side. I suppose so. 
But, I mean, the performances just aren't there, are they? No, the performances aren't there. And if you're not playing well, then you won't get called up. It's as simple as that. And maybe that's what Ralph has seen. I mean, I don't know how much input Ralph has got with this B team. Supposedly quite a lot since they turned from under-21s. He's, you know, it's, it's, it's supposed to be more on him as well. We'll see what happens with them. I mean, don't forget they've got Liverpool today, so I'll, I will be checking that one out. Um, next time on Haas Asks, he would like to discuss our 4-2-2-2. Is it too predictable? Is it too easy to play against and nullify? Do we need a formation change to help give us a spark or, you know, some creativity going forward? What do you think? You know, in that number podcast at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter, Facebook, our Discord, Instagram, or you could get in touch with Alex. You know, he'd, he'd love to hear from you too. And his, uh, we'll put this on the show notes, but his Instagram handle is at alcapwn156. That's at alcapwn156. Um, right. Okay, Kev, on to Bournemouth, in which Ralph called it maybe the most important game of the year. So far, anyway. This is Klaus Lundekvam, and you are listening to In That Number. Kevin, something great happened. <laughs> Saints won a game in convincing fashion and a comfortable 3-0 victory. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what you really expect anyway, but yeah, given our recent run of form... It was brown trousers time, wasn't it, really, in the lead up to this game? Yeah, yeah, and amongst this, yeah, terrible time for the club, but, you know, in the league, we, we go to Wembley. It's something we've all needed in these dark, dark times. But, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's put a smile on my face. I was, I was a lot happier yesterday evening because of this, and they're not causing me misery this week. It's, it's nice. Uh, Ralph made two changes from that Brighton defeat. Redmond and Gineppo in. Teller drops to the bench. Uh, Minamino was cup-tied, obviously. Uh, Kevin, this worked when it hasn't before. Went with experience. Uh, going with the side that he feels best to do the job. Uh, and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, it's a strong team. Um, Would you have liked I, to have seen Teller instead of Redmond? I'm not really that bothered. I mean, I can kind of understand uh, the people venting their frustration saying, oh, you know, why give Redmond another start? He's been shit lately. He has... But, yeah, Ralph's got faith in him, and, wow, I think he, he proved him right this time. Yeah, it was good. It was what he needed as well, wasn't it, uh, Redmond and and Ralph? Um, I, I was nervous until that own goal went in, and then I relaxed, and then VAR stepped in, and then I felt that sinking feeling again. I thought, oh. so, like, it went in, and I was like, what was I worried about? Why was I, you know, stressing over this game? And then VAR was like, no, no goal, and I was like, ah, oh, that's why. <laughs> But I think that was fine. I mean, there, there is a, I don't know, it's uh, maybe a, maybe it's a, it's a family proverb that um, when you score a goal and it's um, disallowed from offside or whatever, um, that means you're doing something right and you're sure to score not long afterwards. Well, I wish I, I wish you were around to tell me that then, Kev, because, you know, it didn't, it didn't make me feel good. I just thought, you know, maybe this is just me, but whenever something goes against you, just think, oh, it's going to be one of them days when nothing's going to work and... You know. No, it's still the first half, tenth minute, you know. So um, I think it was definitely early days. We were still in it. We we're doing the right thing, um, and yeah, incredible long ball from Bednarik to Carvel Kapitas there. Yeah. That's nobody. Vestergaard's doing uh, his doing his Vestergaard two. impression. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that just goes to show how uh, you know Carvel Kapitas is so so important to us, giving us that extra attacking threat down there on the right, and you, you can make those runs and. You know, you know that you've got quarterbacks like Vestergaard and Bednarik that can that can do it. 
Yeah, fuck, you know. I mean, yeah, it wasn't brilliant against Brighton. But, um, yeah, I did look offside to you. Because it was another uh, sort of arse versus elbow moment, it was, wasn't it? It was an arm, wasn't it, that was offside. I don't, I didn't even consider it, to be honest. I just saw him in a lot of space. When Kyle Walker-Peters touched the ball, I thought, well, he was in a lot of space there. I thought, how did he get that that far away? But, yeah, looking back at it, I think, yeah, it probably was just about offside. Well, his arm was offside. In the laws of the game, it's offside. But otherwise, no, just let it go. But what, yeah, what are these laws? Yeah, again, we can go into a VAR black hole again. Yeah, if, if we're doing it on the feet, the feet are level. And I think when you're doing 3D lines, it's just a step too far. One thing I will say, though, when, when, when Kai Walker-Peters gets the ball and he starts running, Begovic is, like, all over the place. And instead of sliding that ball across the box, I fancy Kai Walker-Peters to pull the trigger there. Um, but I suppose it wouldn't have mattered anyway because he, he was offside. But, you know, doing what he does best, getting in the right positions and providing for his teammates. That's what he's there for. Yeah, yeah. Adams was, you know, just, just short of it. Um, but then, you know, your proverb, Kev, it, it, it worked because we did get the goal. 37 minutes uh, made by Redmond. Long run through the centre. Uh, pass was timed to perfection. Gineppo's run was timed perfectly too. I mean, you kind of like see him stuttering to make sure he, you know, Stays on side, keeps the good line, and just a really cool finish and lovely celebration yeah. too. <laughs> it was well practiced, uh, I would say. I mean, it was Armstrong's pressure yeah. in the build-up to win the ball back, and really quick thinking and movement to find. Well, it comes through Walker Peters, doesn't it? But, but yeah, he, he finds Redmond, and uh, wow, that run to the edge of the area. Gineppo again in that that position. So yeah, Stacy on his ass there. Gineppo, yeah, just a yeah, wonderful clean little finish. Then. Yeah, lovely. Um, and then we doubled it just before the break. Uh, Redmond, all his own work once again through the centre. Uh, a good run, yeah. And I, I thought he'd made the wrong decision, Kev, because I'm so used to him running into trouble. <laughs> um, no. Or just yeah. off the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he was he was running away from goal and the angle was looking worse the more and more he went and then he just put this lovely shot back across. Gave Begovic, Begovic no chance whatsoever and it was lovely, lovely goal. One to remember, I'm really pleased for him. I am. I know I gave him a lot of shit and I still will, but I'm so pleased that he's playing like this because I know he can do it. Yeah, I think getting that assist and a previous iteration of Redmond might have tried to blast it and end up in row Z rather than uh, mm. teeing up that that, uh, that pass and that must, must have just given him the, the confidence that he needs again to get, get his head straight seems to be a confidence um, player doesn't he I say they all are to a certain extent but he must get so much up in his head that you know like oh you know all I need is that one goal I can't fuck it up can't fuck it up and then yeah, you fuck it up. Yeah, end up fucking up. Like, <laughs> it happens to the to, to the best of us. But yeah, just the the confidence to keep keep going and wait for that time for the right moment to pull the trigger and leaving Cook on his ass again. Like yeah, if we could Leave play him against... on the on the floor yeah. like the dog he is. If we could play against championship opposition every week, then Redmond would be in the England team, not the Jamaica team. I'm certainly, I'm sure about that. Well, lose to West Brom and uh, Palace, and we'll have a chance to do that, won't we? <laughs> um, Adams, Kev, scored another banger. Um, 
he can't score tappins, can he? Like you said last week. Um, but his new international teammate stitched him right up there with an offside. What? Oh, that was so unlucky for Adams. Yeah, I mean, it's again marginal. Um, I think that's the correct decision. I think that was that was easier than the uh, Kai Walker Peters one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one, wasn't it? Um, that was brilliant play out from the back of Manchester City at this point. Um, another Bednarik long ball to, to Adams. And it had the makings of a perfect goal. But yeah, in that one too, um, she was upside. But this is the one that they were checking for so long because they were trying to work out who the ball came off. I think it was his back, wasn't it, in the end? Um, yeah, that's kind of way putting that twice. Just before the hour, Kev, uh, Redmond doubles up. Um, Armstrong, another good strike. Uh, hits the foot of the post. Bounces straight back to the feet of Redmond, and he's got. Wait, I, I say he's got. He's got no time to think, really, and he hits it first time, and that was calm. That was a finish right into the corner of the net, and got the third that we deserved. That was a. That that was a better finish than it looked. Uh, yeah. I mean, he did, didn't have a huge amount of time to make that decision, but he sure as fuck had the space. I mean, there's absolutely nobody marking him at all. They just ran away. They were running towards the ball. It was like, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, the defending it was just absolutely shocking for, well, for all the goals, I suppose. Um, just defending, take... defending like their manager, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, that's a very strange appointment indeed, isn't it? But, um, yeah, yeah it's, I mean, that, that, that second, the, the Redmond first goal, I mean, that that comes from a, a throw-in, doesn't it? And the uh, yeah. defenders are just uh, on the sidelines there, hanging about. But all Redmond has to do is just run in, and he's practically one-on-one with the keeper. There's no catching him there. Um, yeah, I mean, they've just, you know, given us the present of a, a Wembley semi-final. They certainly did. And, yeah, space was the, was the factor, but our, our movement was fantastic all day, and it just seemed to be too good for them. Because they couldn't yeah. deal with Armstrong at all. He was just running free for the whole game. Just had himself a day, really, didn't he? And, you know, Redmond would take the headlines. But Armstrong, yeah, was just running all over the show. And, and just... The, the, it was just the timing of the movement as well. It's just like they... they... Yeah, but it worked. Everything worked again. I mean, the high press, it's back again. Uh, the, they actually looked like they, they were up for it. Um, Stu, I mean, he's been brilliant all season, but he's had a, a few... Lax performances. Yeah, but he was, he was me, poor I mean, against Brighton, wasn't he? I mean, but just, just about everybody was, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, he was you know, still giving it, you know, 60, 70 minutes in. That energy, I hope he can give that every week until the end of the season. It's just a shame we're on a break now, isn't it? Because, as I say, Redmond's on the, on the, on the confidence and Armstrong as well. It's just like we need to play sooner rather than later, but they've got a week off now, so... Bad timing. We could go back out against Burnley and just be, you know, remembering our league form and think, shit, we're actually crap in this competition, you know. Uh, yeah, so we scored three, uh, two very close disallowed goals. Armstrong all over the place. Redmond, well, he could have had his first hat trick, couldn't he? Um, just yeah, missed, to... just missed one when he curled it round the post. That, that was that was close. But just a job very well done, and we needed it so badly for. For confidence, you know, for Wembley, for Ralph, and and for us lot. Most definitely. Uh, Ralph, Ralph made made his changes right. He made probably later than he needed to. Um, Armstrong, well, he played the whole game. Wait, I suppose you know he's got a week off now. 
Um, Kyle Walker-Peters taken off in the 89th minute. Uh, Ramsey could have come on when the third went in, in my opinion. But, you know, give him a rest and crucially give Ramsey the time he needs in a position that he can finally be comfortable in. Because every time that Ramsey's played, he's been in, like, come up against Man City or, or Man United. Uh, and No, it was Man United that he came up against, wasn't it? And it was like, ah, oh, unlucky lad. Um, both Vestergaard and Bednarek was taken off for protection against, you know, a ban. Again, that could have come earlier because, once again, proving that if, if Stevens and Salisu had come on and fucked up, then, then Ralph would be criticised massively for blowing this. And, you know, 100% blame would be on him. Can he afford to take them off too early, though? Um, I think the moment that Vestigar gets booked, he makes that decision to haul off both centre-backs. I think it's quite sensible. Yeah, it was sensible. Um but, and Lundelu, once again, given no time. Yeah, I mean, they're just basically he's using them as well, those two you know, to avoid a booking and the other three subs are just to draw out the end of the game and like, kill it off, basically. Would have been nice for Lundelu, again, Lundelu and Ramsey to be brought on in a comfortable position and give them some crucial minutes. But um, Gineppo, Kev, a word on him, if I may. Um, I think the result and the goal for him, you know, it kind of, did it mask his performance a little? Because... I don't mean any disrespect to, to Bournemouth here, but there's no way he'd be getting getting away with the, you know with half the stuff he did yesterday if we were playing against the Premier League opposition. And I think Redmond falls into that bracket too, and that's been proved because Redmond struggled all season. He's come up against a Championship side, and he has one of his best performances, certainly the best performance this season. Um, but before that Gineppo goal, Redmond wasn't wasn't good by any means. I don't think you know once the goal went in, it was like a switch went. Yeah, I've got, I've got space. I've got time, time to show what I can do. I, I, I don't want to put negatives on this performance, Kev. I really don't, because um, we don't need to either. But uh, I do think that we need to see this against Burnley. Need to, and, and no excuses from both of them. Yeah, I think I, I would start Redmond and Gineppo again against Burnley. But Ings is going to be fit again, so that's going to be a conundrum. Yeah, yeah. What do you do? Does Ings, I mean, is, is Ings going to be fit enough for a start or does Ings go on the bench and he just plays the Redmond and you've got Ings to come off the bat? I mean, I don't know. We're, we're just speculating, aren't we? We've got, I've got, uh, Minamino. We've got Minamino <laughs> as well, yeah. He's fit. Uh, Walcott's probably coming back soon as well. So there's, yes, a lot of competition there, but I'd, you know, give Redmond his, his chance. Doesn't work out. Hold him off at half time. Yeah. Just a shame we can't play Bournemouth every week. Um, Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Bournemouth. Uh, man of the match, Kev. Um, I'm going to take Redmond. Once the Gineppo goal went and he didn't put a foot wrong, really, I think he made all the right decisions. His first was incredible, that little run and the, and the, and the shot. Got in the right places, hence the second goal, or his second goal. And I'd li- I, I want to see this Redmond against Burnley. But like we said, you know, Ings should be pushing for the start then. I just don't know. I... I I don't think we're getting the best out of him on the left anymore. It's almost as if we need to play him as a number 10 behind Ings and Adams, um, which goes back to Alex's question. Do we need to think about formation change to get the best out of him? I don't know. But yeah, I'm going to give it to Redmond. Yes. I say he wasn't a, a full blistering 90 minutes from Redmond. But like I said, once he got his head straight, um, he was brilliant. Yeah, he was. I could probably say the reverse of that, He was excellent from the first minute. Um, but I'm mean, tired of it towards the end of it. 90 minutes was maybe um, a bit too much for him. So it's kind of between the two. But I mean, just because of the... And I hope this is a psychological turnaround for, for Nathan Ripman. I'm going to give it to him too. 
Yeah, I, I just want to say as well, Armstrong was great, but I wouldn't give it to him because of the uh, the lazy offside to, uh, to deny Adams his goal. So that's why he's not getting it. And Redmond was just, yeah, as I say, he was perfect after that goal. That that chance that um, he gave Redmond for the hat trick. I mean, that that run that he made from the halfway line, fucking hell, Ooh, that was lovely, magnificent. If that had been the goal, be, I think we'd be talking about that for centuries. Yes. Oh God, yeah. Um, right, Kev, we go to Burnley on Sunday the fourth. But before we do that, um, should we catch up on a little bit of an international roundup? Yes. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Prousey's being called up for England again. Woo! Um, yeah, they've got uh, World Cup qualifiers against uh, San Marino and Poland, uh, Wembley, and then uh, there's an away trip to Albania in there as well. Bednarek's released for Poland, then they will play Hungary away and Dora at home, and uh, of course England at Wembley. Uh, Vestergaard could have a trip to Israel and Austria, and uh, Another qualifier at home against Moldova. And then there's, uh, of course, McAdams and Armstrong. <laughs> McAdams. <laughs> Scotland's qualifiers against Austria, Israel and Faroe Islands. Um, only the Israel matches away. Um, and yeah, if Gineppo is going to be shipped off to Mali, uh, they play Guinea and Chad. They always play Chad, don't they? Yeah. I love to give me a shout out their neighbours, aren't they? So. Yeah. Thank you, Kev. Those are the yeah. players that have been called up anyway. Okay, Burnley, Sunday the 4th, midday. Another big one, Kevin. Uh, we must take some control back, really, because, uh, I mean, you look at the table, they're directly below us in 15th. Same points, 33. Same goal Same difference as well. Wow, yeah, minus 15. We just have one more win than than them under our belt, so it could not be closer. Um, the last five, uh, one draw, draw, loss, and a draw. Starting to find a bit of form, which is a massive worry. Um, they, their last game, they won away at Goodison. Um, yeah. That, that, that was a good one. That was a very, very good one. Their away form, uh, win, loss, win, loss, win. It's not too bad. Not too bad. They've had wins at Liverpool, but who hasn't? Palace, and of course, that, that Everton one that we, we mentioned. Um, last meeting, Kev, was September. Uh, a 1-0 win, um, and that was the early goal from Danny Ings. We don't often win up there, do we? So that was um, that was nice to get that one out of the way early. Um, top scorer, Chris Wood with six. Their setup, Kev, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious, isn't it, how they set up? It's, it's always a 4-4-2. Four, 4-4-fucking-2. Four, two. Four, four, yeah. yeah. Uh, I imagine it would be Pope, Lowton, Tarkovsky, me, either Peters or... Um, Charlie Taylor, uh, Goodmanson, Westwood, Brownhill, McNeil, Vidra, Wood. But yes, I say they can switch Peters out for Charlie Taylor. Jack Cork could be included. And they've also got J-Rod as well, haven't they? Nothing fancy. They're just, they're just hardworking, aren't they? They're just hardworking and they're well-organised and they're well-managed. Yeah. Uh, Danger Man, I'm, I'm going to go with Dwight McNeil. I just think he, he's a big, big threat. I'm a fan of Josh Brownhill too. I think he's good. And, you know, they have Chris Wood up top who can be very, very physical. Um, there's a long ball option, you know, for him, which we always struggle with, uh, especially against teams like Burnley as well. Um, key battle. I'm thinking it could be between Vestergaard and Wood. Um, and you've also got Kyle Walker-Peters and dealing with, with, with McNeil. But we have to be on the go from the off. And this, this, I feel, Kev, this could be settled with one goal. Uh, we all know they're not potent, are they, Burnley? But they are hard working, as I said. They're well organised. And we have to find a way through me and Tarkovsky. 
if we struggle to break down teams recently like we have, I don't think you've seen anything yet when it comes to Burnley. This is going to be an absolute struggle. But, I mean, how do you think that Ralph's going to approach this game, Kev? I think he's just going to have to throw everything at it. A lot of training and preparation to go for this, but I think he's just going to have to throw everything at it. Bring on the kitchen sink. Yeah, I think it's definitely a good thing that Danny Ings is back for this match. And it's good that Redmond and Adams have performed well in his absence. Uh, well, at least in one match. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to take a lot of hard work, isn't it? And um, I'm, I'm, I'm pressing to break him down. And have in the league, that's... Have we got it? Have we well, not, got not it? in the league. We haven't been doing that. But, I mean, you know, we've shown that we can, we can do it. We can, but whether we will or not, I don't know. I mean... Predictions then. I mean, I, I, I'm up first. Sorry to say this, but I'm going to go nil nil. Nil nil. Yeah, I'm going to take a nil nil. I just think it's going to be one of those games that we just can't break them down. You know, they're going to sit back. The, the, the only way they're going to be able to beat us is if they if they play that long ball and utilise that. But I think we're going to be solid enough to be able to deal with with Wood, McNeil, and and Co. So yeah, I'm I'm going to say nil nil. I don't think we're going to be able to break them down. Sadly, is that what Tim's going with as well? Uh, yep, Tim is going for a nil nil also. See, I want to I want to say one nil, and I was going to base it on you. If you'd said that we were going to win one nil, then I would have gone the Burnley one nil. You might as well just flip a coin. Like, I'll go on one nil Saints. Yay! Gemma's gone nil nil. <laughs> okay. Surprisingly, that's a go-to score. Uh, Marina is going two nil Saints. Um, and Abby is going one one. Okay. Lot lot of draws. Lot of draws. Hi, I'm Matt Letizia, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, extra time then, Kevin. Okay, we'll start with um predictions. So I went two one Saints. You went two one Saints. Alex went two one Saints, <laughs> and Tim went one one. Uh, you said we were going to win on penalties. But, of course, I scored two, you scored two. So I'm on 40, you're on 41, and Tim is on 29. I'm not going to give Alex a score because he's joined us just for this one, and it would be harsh to start him off at two. Wife Wars, then. Uh, Gemma, she went 1-0 to Saints. Uh, Marina went 2-0 to Saints, and Abby went 1-0 to Saints. So points all round for the wives. That's uh, Marina at the bottom with 21, Abby in the middle with 23, and Gemma on top with 26. Still quite close. It's very close, yeah. Super 6, uh, two in the week. Uh, round 43 was Andrew Knight with 16 points, and round 44 yesterday, Stuart White with 14 points. Overall is Jason Lewis with 350. Uh, fantasy football, Kevin. I got 51 points last week. Uh... Oh, well done. My highest scorer was uh, Lewis Dunk. Less said about that, the better. <laughs> you got 44 last week. Yeah, that wasn't too good. I made some mistakes. You got Calvert-Lewin and he scored and he was your captain. So it's nice, isn't it? Mm. Matt Markstone, still the best podcaster in <laughs> fantasy terms. Go on then in podcasting terms too. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Lucy Hynett, still stuff to our league. Then Bobby Brown and Dan Buck. I do want to talk about this week because um, I don't know how well you're prepared for this this week because it's um, it's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. Double game week last week for for a couple of teams. Uh, I haven't uh, done anything to my team this week because I thought, well, do you know, I forgot. I just completely forgot. I've been busy with everything else and. Yeah, so I know it was the week before last. Yeah, beginning of the month there was a, a massive double game week and 
there's only four matches in this game week, but I've, I saw this one coming and prepared for it quite well. So I should, in theory, have a team that's got, hopefully, oh yeah, I've got an 11 that I can put out. You got Bamford? No. Well, I've got Rafinha in my team who scored, and he's my vice captain. Son's my captain, so if he yeah, doesn't be play against Villa, mm. then uh, Rafinha will be made my captain. And that does mean that if anyone's going to score, it's going to be Kane, right? <laughs> he's also in my team, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident. Yeah. Okay. But you, you, you've played this well, Kev. I will, we'll, we'll see next week whether that's true or not. <laughs> Well, you're going to do better than me, so yeah. How about Alex and Tim? How are they getting on? Four, four players playing. Play, okay. Tim. Tim has played his free hit, so he's got a uh, a very full team. Bamford's on the bench for him. Why the fuck would you do that? He's gone with a 4-4-2. Uh, Jamal Lascelles. Some strange choices, Timothy. Uh, but yeah, no, it looks, other than that, it looks quite strong. Yeah, Rafinha, Kane, Dallas, Dunk. Yeah, he's... Ah, here we are. Has and his team looks just about as good as yours. I've been honestly. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Alex. <laughs> he's only got five eligible players, and one of them is Son Yuming. So, yeah, not expecting uh, anything world-changing from him. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> right, Russian phrase, Kevin. Мы едем в Wembley. Мы едем в Wembley. That's very good. Right, no regular show next week because there are no games. Nice little break for Ralph, I suppose. But um, we'll be back in a week. I get we'll be back next week when we with a special. Special. We have a special next week, don't we? Ooh. We have a very special guest joining us. I'm not going to say who, but uh, yeah, check it out next week. It will be, um, but the week after, we'll be back to normal with the Burnley review, and we'll get ready for West Brom with timothy yes right now have a good week everyone over to franny and klaus up the saints up southampton up the saints up the saints to wembley You know, fuck, fuck, what is with my, my English is failing me today? Grew up talking bollocks, so um, I can't fuck it up, can't fuck it up, and then end up fucking it up. Like, but you sure as fuck had the space. Oh, fucking hell. Fucking hell. Again, we don't fucking know, do we? Again? No fucking clue. We don't fucking know. We don't fucking know. Another big one, Kevin. Fuck me. Four, four, fucking two. Um, um, um. Oh, come on, Kevin. You're really milking this one. Um... Um, um, okay. Um, uh, okay. Uh, oh, that, oh, that's good. Sorry, I'm just going to ramble a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.